I'm so happy you're with me this week for the Inside Story podcast as I am sharing with you my very own inside story on one of, if not the biggest, needle movers that I've had in my business since starting my business uh, officially seven years ago. Of course, I've been in business for myself for over 25 years, but specifically the needle mover that has made all the difference in what I have been able to achieve thus far with my business at Light Beamers. And I want to share that with you today. Today, we are talking all about outsourcing. Is it good? Is it bad? When to do it? When not to do it? And what do you need to know about bringing on your first set of help or assistance into your business and when to outsource other projects that you may have floating around that's bogging you down. So it's my very own inside story. And it's also a very practical episode for you to lean in as a business owner or as someone who may be overwhelmed and overworked and what you can do about it. So this is an episode all about outsourcing right here on the Inside Story podcast. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello to the Inside Story podcast listeners and to all the light beamers out there. I'm so happy you're with me today. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee, and I've been wanting to talk about this for quite some time. It's actually been on my little list of podcast topic ideas because it's something that I have become pretty passionate about talking with other business owners and leaders and people who are just tend to be overwhelmed with so many things on their plates. And this is often what will come up in our conversation when I'm talking with people like that. And it's all about outsourcing. And what does outsourcing even look like? Um, how can you begin to outsource things that maybe you haven't even thought of outsourcing? And specifically, um, how can you get started? So on the podcast today, I want to do a few things. Number one, I'm going to share a little bit of my own journey with owning my own business and beginning to outsource, beginning to hire team members and what that has looked like for me and how I've been able to do it even before I thought I was ready. Um, I'm going to talk about what outsource has allowed me to do as a result, like what sort of freedom this has created for me. Also, what sorts of things do I actually outsource? I'm going to give you really, you know, tangible examples of how I bring people into my, 
into my life and into my business to help me be able to spend more time in my areas of genius. So again, I think a lot of people think of outsourcing and they immediately think that they can't do it, that maybe you're not ready. Maybe you don't, your business isn't as successful enough before you can afford it. Um, you wouldn't know which tasks to offload. And I also think that people think outsourcing is only pertains to business and it really pertains to both your life and your business. So even if you don't own a business, but you are overwhelmed with all of the tasks that you have going on in your life, I would invite you to still lean into this episode because uh, there's so much value in how we can look at how we outsource things so that we can free up more of our time, more of our creative zone of genius, more of our, our, our creative juices, and just by and large, just more of us to go around when we are not spending all of our time trying to do all the things, right? Doing all the things. So um, I want to get started with a little bit about a backstory around my own journey with beginning to hire people and to beginning to bring people into my team. Um, when I titled this podcast, Outsourcing, Is It Good or Bad?, you know, mostly it's all good, but I would tell you, I definitely made mistakes along the way. And I want to share what some of those mistakes were so that you can avoid making those same mistakes, especially if you have not ever hired someone before and you have not brought someone in to your life or business. Um, the, you, you really do want to listen to what I have to say, because I did it all wrong the first time around. Um, so when I first started growing light beamers and building my business, um, I knew pretty quickly that I needed help because there were just so many things that I didn't know how to do. There were so many elements to growing a business, to bringing a business into the online space and all of the technical things that that involved building a website, developing an email list, um, being able to share my marketing materials online and distribute those through various channels using social media and email and blogging and websites and all of those things. There were just so many different pieces of software that I needed that I didn't know how to make those software, you know, talk to each other. And, um, there were just constant updates that needed to happen to my website whenever I had a new offering coming out, or I wanted to, you know, just make things just to update things in general. There were just like, I was mired in the tech and there were so many things that I didn't know how to do. And so very early on, I knew that I needed to figure out a way to be able to hire someone who could come in to help me with those things. And initially when I thought I was maybe ready to do that, I, this is where I made all the, all the mistakes in the beginning. Number one, when I first hired, I, there were two times that I hired a, a virtual assistant, assistant who just can come in virtually and do certain things in, in your business. Um, there were two times that I hired a virtual assistants and I really, had disastrous results and it has nothing to do with the actual humans that I hired. They were very good people and had amazing skill sets and, and tremendous know-how, 
But the mistake that I made was really not understanding what did I need, right? I brought people in and I just hired them because they were a virtual assistant. I didn't vet them. I didn't really interview them. They were just like, oh my gosh, there's somebody that's willing to come in and rescue me. And I really wanted that to happen. I just wanted them to rescue me from all of the things that were giving me major headaches in my business. And what I didn't do was really think beforehand about what exactly are the headaches? What exactly do I need someone to take off of my plate? And so when I hired in both cases, when I hired these virtual assistants to come into my business and I, these were, um, us based virtual assistants who were charging like, you know, $30 an hour or whatever it was. And I was very limited in the number of, and the amount of funds that I had at that time to be able to dedicate to $30 an hour. And so I could only bring them in for like, you know, five hours a week or whatever it was. And I was very, I was very pressed for maximizing them while I had them in my business. And I felt so much pressure to like, make sure we get all the things done within the five hours of time that I've hired them for, because this is all I can afford. Really. That was really coming at it from this space of just, you know, not really knowing exactly what I wanted to offload, but just knowing that I wanted someone to come in and basically rescue me. And so that was mistake. Number one was, I wasn't very clear. I did not really think through my entire business and what were the things that bogged me down? What were the things that I, that I wasn't really good at? What could I get them to come in and do and offload that one thing instead of trying to give them my entire business and say, you figure it out, which is kind of was my approach in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, here's my business. You tell me what you think I need, right? Which is totally the wrong way to do it because they were, it, it really overwhelmed them. I'm sure they were thinking, good Lord, I don't even know how to help this woman because she has so many areas where she needs help. Let me just start kind of pecking away at it. And when you start pecking away at it, when you don't have clear defined um, outcomes that you desire, you don't feel like you're succeeding. So when I brought these virtual assistants on, I just was, you know, pecking away at a few things, but I never really felt like I was getting anywhere because I didn't have those clear, clear roles and I didn't have clear outcomes, desired outcomes outlined. Right. So I very quickly realized that I really wasn't ready for a VA at that point because it was more on me to figure out what did I need? What was my business? Um, what were the business needs? What could I offload? And I needed to spend more time figuring that piece out. So when I began to outsource and I hired those two virtual assistants, those are a few ways in which I did it all wrong. I did it all wrong. And all it ended up getting me was really frustrated because it was like, I expected them to read my mind. Like, don't you just know that I need this done? You know, I've given you everything inside my business. Can't you just see where I'm drowning instead of just telling them where was I drowning? And the outcome that I got was not at all really what I needed. It was just a lot of throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what we could just put band-aids on certain solutions, you know, on certain problems for very quick solutions, but they were not long lasting. And so I took a break 
from having anyone in my business for a bit. And I really went inward and started looking at what were the things that I needed to offload? What were the pieces that I didn't enjoy doing? And what were the pieces that I didn't actually know how to do very well? And I made a detailed list and I started with priorities. So when I went back to the hiring board, when I went back to the drawing board, which led me back to the hiring board, it became very clear that one of the first things that I wanted to hire for was very specifically, I wanted help with social media, even though I was really, really good at social media and I enjoyed creating content. I was creating it at such a fast pace because I'm by nature, I am a content creator. So creating content for me was, is, and was then still very easy. But what I was struggling with was the distribution of this content. I just could not be on all the channels all day long, getting this content out to all the places that I needed it to be while also continuing to run my business. And I think that's where a lot of business owners really get stuck, especially in today's day and age with our digital necessities of being on social media is that you feel like you have to be on social media all the time in order to make it work. And I think this is one of the first places that a lot of business owners probably need to look at getting some help inside their business and bringing on someone who can do that for them. So that's exactly, even though it was an area that I was really proficient at, I understood when I really looked at my business from a very critical lens, I understood that I was spending way too much time there and I needed to take that off my plate. And that was a very important place for me to start when I started hiring assistance in my business the right way. So I knew that I needed to hire someone who had some social media um, knowledge and who could manage my social media for me and help me um, manage my content and also help me create a lot of the digital assets that I needed to go along with all of my content. So creating graphics and using imagery and all of those things that I love to use in my stories and, um, and to use on my posts. I needed some help managing all of that. So that was the first thing that I did when I first started hiring. And I'm going to tell you more about what that looks like in my business today in just a minute. But the next thing that I did after I had one person on board and I had her name's Diane and that's who I brought in and I brought Diane in and she, you know, began to really in, infiltrate that side of my business with um, everything that it had to do with social media, graphic design, creating content, managing content, scheduling content, all of that. And really in the grand scheme of things, Diane came on board and she did so much more than that, but that was really her sweet spot. In the beginning, she also was doing things like, you know, helping me manage my calendar. She was responding to emails when clients were you know, uh, sending emails into the team and asking questions. I mean, Diane was doing a lot of that other admin role stuff, but it wasn't her sweet spot. And it wasn't long before she really communicated to me that that was an area that she felt like she wasn't as proficient. It was, it didn't bring her a lot of joy. And I think this brings up another really good point, but this was something that because I was so clear 
when I started to hire people into my business, because I was so clear at that point, after having made the mistake earlier in my business and not being clear about what I needed or what I wanted, I also wasn't clear in my communication. This time around, when I became very clear about what I needed and what I wanted, I became uber clear in my communication. So when I brought Diane on, I, I told her from day one, like, look, let's just, let's just see how this goes. Let's bring you in to do these tasks. And there may be other tasks that I ask you to do, but if at any point you feel like that's not what you're best at, or that's not what you want to be doing as as, as you work in my business, I need you to let me know. I need you to know that you have a voice also, and you can let me know if things are not satisfying to you. And because I left that door of communication wide open, thankfully Diane did, she did let me know these were things that she enjoyed. And then these were things that she didn't enjoy. And we would have regular meetings and I would check in with her and I would say, how are things going? What pieces of it are you loving? What pieces of it are you not loving? And what ideas do you have, you know, that you can bring to the table? And what I soon found out was not only was she able to tell me the things that she didn't want to do so we could take those off her plate, but then she was also coming to me with really great ideas because I was allowing her to have a voice in this company. And I think that's such an important thing when you think about outsourcing is that you're not just like sloughing stuff off on people. What you're doing is you're creating a partnership. You're bringing people into your world that can help you. And they may see things that you cannot see because you're so, you're so stuck in it. And this is true inside, um, inside your home, inside your life as well. This doesn't all just pertain to business, right? You may be bringing in someone to take care of your home as a form of outsourcing. Maybe it's a housekeeper, maybe it's a, a cleaner, a cook, a chef. Maybe it's someone who does, she's more of a concierge and she manages all of your errands. I actually did have that for, um, for a couple of years. I hired uh, one of our babysitters that had helped us with our kids when they were growing up. And then my kids got to the age where I no longer needed babysitters, but I had this really bright, young, intelligent woman who still needed work. And I said, well, look, what would it look like if I hired you to do more of my errands, more of my, um, my, just kind of my, my things that I need to get done around town that I don't always have time to go do. And there were some things, some kind of just administrative tasks that I could give her inside of my business. And so the being very clear about that communication and opening it up and saying, and if there's anything that you see while you're here doing those tasks, please let me know. Like you may see something that is so obvious, but it's completely not obvious to me because I'm over here in the thick of it all. And so being very clear about that communication really did open up so many pathways for people like Diane and this other girl that I had hired to be more of that concierge in my, in my, in my personal life to, to come in and, and bring ideas to the table, which makes it so helpful, right? Having other people on the team that can bring you ideas is incredibly helpful. So that is an example of um, what that has looked like when I started bringing people on board. When I grew, because what happened when I started bringing people into my business is that it freed 
me up. It freed me up to go focus on the things that I needed to be doing, which was taking care of my clients, serving my clients, you know, doing, uh, going out and connecting with people and building relationships that would lead to future client relationships, all of that stuff, which is super important as the leader of my team. That's what I need to be doing. And the more that my business began to grow, and that was just the thing. I mean, within a few months, I could see such a huge difference by bringing in someone that was doing such tremendous work and, and freeing me up in tremendous ways that allowed me to be so much more productive over here in my zone of genius that the business started to, to, to grow like very fast. I mean, things started to change very quickly. And I would say that the money that I spent on bringing someone in like Diane was far and away returned to me within it. It felt like instantaneous, but I would say easily within a month or two, I could see immediately the return on that investment by bringing someone in that could leverage a piece of my business that I no longer had capacity to leverage immediately had a huge impact on our business. Now, I also want to share that I got smarter in the way that I went out and sourced my virtual assistants because as a, you know, still a very small, small business, uh, in the grand scheme of things, my business was still a baby business and just, um, on the path for growth, but I, would still tell you that I really couldn't afford full-time help in my business, that there was no way that I could um, support someone else and support me at the time. And I began to leverage the foreign markets. And I won't go into this completely because this is like really probably worth an entire episode by itself, but um, I will refer you to someone who really taught me this entire system which was Jen Laner. Jen Laner has an amazing, and I'll link all of this up in the show notes, but Jen Laner has an amazing course called Front Row um, CEO. And it's all about how to hire and train your first virtual assistant. And her system is all about leveraging the foreign markets. Because if you leverage the foreign markets, you can find really amazing, high quality, educated, candidates that do not charge us dollar rates. They are way more affordable to a business owner who is just beginning to hire and outsource. So at this point in learning the system that Jen Laner teaches in that course and in that program, uh, front row CEO, which I highly recommend that is when I was able to um, start to bring people into my business for much less than $30 an hour, which is what I had hired at previously. So this gave me more time. I did. I no longer felt pressure to like, oh my gosh, I only have them for five hours. What can I get done in five hours? Instead, I'm like, oh, I can actually have you all month long and I can afford to pay you at these, at these rates um, that were more based off their foreign market. My assistants, for example, all come from the Philippines. And so in the Philippines, um, their wages are very different than what it is, you know, paying us dollars. So I'm basically paying a Filipino wage. And as a result, I got so much more uh, time from 
you know, being able to hire them and spend, they could spend more time in my business and they could spend more time helping me. So that alone was a huge needle mover because I was getting more help, right? I was automatically getting more help for roughly about the same money that I had spent before, but so much more was getting done. So this allowed my business to start to grow. And once I started growing, I knew that the very next thing that I needed to do was hire again. And so I did this very same thing, same process. I started to look around and say, okay, well, what's the next thing that I really need to offload? What is the next thing that feels would feel really abundant to me to be able to pass this over to someone else and let them take care of this so that once again, I can spend even more time in my zone of genius, even more time with my clients and even more time out building relationships and making connections with people so that I can continue to bring new clients in. And that's the name of the game, right? And so the next time around, when I hired my second person, I specifically hired for more communication. We had started the podcast at that point. I think this was very early on. I actually, I think this was right before I started the podcast. I knew I was going to be starting and launching a podcast. And I knew that I didn't want to start the podcast until I had more help because at this point I was already like maxing out Diane's time and Diane, that was not going to be her focus. Her focus was on social media. It was not on, um, developing and producing the podcast. So I knew I wanted to bring someone on that could listen to the podcast every week that could manage the editing process and the production process that could help me write the show notes. Cause I mean, I definitely always want to create the content around the show notes and that we needed to distribute the podcast out to people who wanted to know about it, right. Through our email list, we have a text campaign, which by the way, if you have not ever signed up for our text campaign and you want to get our text messages every week when our podcast is live, then I need you to know about it. And I'm going to um, share that text number at the end of the broadcast. Okay. And I'll also put it in the show notes. So I needed someone to manage all of that. I needed someone to manage those things. And so I started to hire and look for someone who could come in and be our um, internal communications and external communications person. So some person that would handle the podcast plus start to communicate um, some of the pieces that we needed to communicate on email and putting out on our website, our blog. Um, and so that was when I hired, made my second hire in um, a beautiful woman named Christine. And once again, the same thing happened that happened before when I hired Diane more critical mass got taken off my plate and more started to get done in my business because now I had three people working in my business instead of just one, which was me before so much more was getting done. My visibility and my ability to communicate with my audience was like on steroids now because I had two powerhouse assistants coming in and managing these pieces for me. So that once again, I could stay focused on the true task at hand, yet my business didn't have to suffer from the marketing and the communication that needed to take place. I'm so big on visibility, right? I talk about visibility all the time and sharing your story. And there was only so much of me to go around. And I couldn't really do that at the level that I knew I wanted to perform at 
to perform at without getting that help. So once Christine came on board and I had Diane and lucky enough, those two just hit it off and they really started to build my team for me because then they were, you know, having their own sideline conversations. They were coming to me. We started having team meetings at that point. And, you know, they were coming to the table on our Monday morning team meetings and they were sharing with me ideas and, you know, have you ever thought about this before? And they were just, it was like a really collaborative environment at that point. And it really started to, I mean, it made a difference to me as a business owner, because then I felt, I finally felt like I wasn't alone. You know, I finally felt like there were, there was somebody here to, to, to make sure light beamers was a success besides just me. And if you are out there running your own business, I know, you know what that feels like. I know, you know what it feels like to be the one that's like, gosh, I've got to think of everything and I've got to do everything. And no one is even here listening to me to tell me if I'm crazy or not. And when I started to bring those women in to be um, you know, my right-hand girls, I mean, everything started to change because then they were validating a lot for me. They were telling me, um, things that I hadn't really thought about. They were bringing things to the table. They were executing everything with such ease because their plates were not overloaded, right? Their plates were not at all full like mine were. And so they could actually perform their task way better than I ever performed them when I was doing it all by myself. And I think that's something that we think as business owners, a lot of times we think, well, nobody can do it as good as us. Well, I'm going to tell you actually, probably most people could do it better than you because when you give them that task and that's all that they do, they're going to do it at such a high level that you can't do it at when you're doing that plus 10,000 other things. And this was really, again, was another huge mechanism for massive growth for me in my business is once again, once I began to hire another layer of support. Now we have many layers of support and I'm going to give you a really detailed breakdown of what that looks like, but that, that was really just the beginning of what it looked like to me to begin to outsource. Um, something that I think you know, again, that I did differently when I brought Christine and Diane on was the process in which that I hired them. I put them through a pretty rigorous process because remember before, remember before when I hired the two other virtual assistants, I was like, sure, I'll take you please. Like more, I was felt like more, I was interviewing for them instead of them interviewing for me because I was like, so desperate, please, would you take my pitiful case on? And instead, what I did with when I hired Diane and when I hired Christine, and, and this is very detailed in Jen Laner's program, Front Row CEO, how to do this, but I really was methodical about the hiring process. I purposely put um, things in the process of my hiring process that would intentionally trip people up if they weren't paying attention to the details. And when I when I did that, then you know, people like Diane and Christine were sharp enough. And because they do pay attention to the details, they caught it and they passed the test, if you will. And then once I brought them on board, I gave them a period that was a trial period. I didn't say, yes, you're hired. You've got the job. I said, you know what, let's test this out. And I gave them a window 
where we tested it out and I gave them sample tasks of what they would be doing for me on a regular basis. And I tried them out and I actually was trying them out with a couple of other people at the time. And once again, the cream rises to the top. And because I could see how they performed, I could see how they paid attention to detail. I could see how their quality of work was actually much better than the other candidates. Then it became so obvious that I had found the right people for the job. And that's when I brought them into the business full-time. That's when I brought them in and said, okay, you're hired. You are officially hired. And even when I brought them in, um, in that moment, I brought them in for less hours than what I have them now. We inched our way up to where now they are working full-time. They only work for me. They don't have other clients. Um, I am, you know, where I, I pay them a full-time salary and they have great flexibility in that, you know, like we've really put a system in place that works for us. But I think because I had, I had made the mistakes in the past, it informed me on how to better my own process for hiring. And as a result, I have, I have the best virtual assistants. I really, really do. I have the best people on my team because I have figured out how to do it the right way, how to outsource the right way. That was so important. Now, I alluded to this earlier in just some of the things that I've already shared with you, but let me just recap once again, what outsourcing can allow you to do. When you start to bring people in that you can, you can get them to take the task off of your plate and they can focus on it and they can focus on it with a hundred percent focus, they're going to, they're going to crush it. They're going to do a much better job than you. And what that's going to allow you to do is it going to allow you to have the freedom and the time to focus on what you're really good at, whatever your zone of genius is. And so this freed me up to, as I said, to go focus on time with my clients, to give better client attention. It, it allowed me to improve the programming that I offer because I began to spend more time delivering that programming, right? Like working with my clients, working with the members in my membership, working with members that are part of, uh, you know, group programs that I run. I began to notice like, oh, we could do this better over here. We could do this better over here. And then I could implement that right away. Either I could implement that or I could share that with Diane and Christine and then they could help me implement those changes, whatever they needed to be. Um, it allowed me to set a much clearer schedule throughout my day because I was no longer doing all the things I could manage my calendar so much better, which freed me up. So before I was one of those entrepreneurs that was just running like on red all day long. You know, I was running hot all day long from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And I would get to the end of my day and I would just have a pile of rubble on my desk and so many follow-ups, so many loose ends to tie up that half the time I never would get to them. You know, it just was a never ending to-do list. And now because I have help, I have a very structured calendar. Um, I think I've talked about this before about how I have really tight containers. Now um, I was able to hire, I was able to invest in coaching. So I went out and hired the best coaches for me because I had time to be coached. 
before I couldn't even hire a coach for myself because I had no time to like try to invest in myself. Now I had some time where I could go and learn from some of the best leaders that are out there in areas in which that I still wanted to grow. And so uh, I've been, I've been able to incorporate a lot of what I've learned from those amazing people into my business. And so tight containers has been another piece of it because I now have a schedule and I can abide by that schedule. You know, before bringing Christine on, we weren't even, we, I didn't even have all, all of my stuff set up on a Google calendar. I mean, it just was a mess. And so I didn't know my schedule. Nobody else knew my schedule. And so every day it was just a crap shoot. So we got so much more organized because I had help and because I could think clearly and I could put myself on a schedule that actually made sense. Now for someone like me, who's highly right-brained, who is a creator by nature, being organized and being structured and scheduled is not in my vocabulary, but I've learned to really embrace it and I've made it work for me. So for me to go from that scatterbrained, you know, no, no organization to it whatsoever, to being highly an ultra organized and calendared and very specific about how my day is going to go has been actually very freeing. And I never thought I would say that as a creator, as a, as a, as a right-brained person, but it really has allowed me to have the structure that I was missing in my day. And so it's allowed me also to have more free time with, to do the things that I love, you know, and I think that we overlook this as, as leaders and as doers and, uh, you know, people who are out there taking charge of the world is that we, we have so many things we want to do. And that if we don't leave any time or space for creativity and play and fun and downtime and rest, we will quickly burn out because we're going to go do all those things, no matter what, right. We're going to go get the stuff done off of our to-do list. And we're going to make magic happen in our business. But a lot of times that will come at an expense or at a cost. And now that I have more time and I have some freedom, I can spend time away from my computer. Literally when I right now recording this episode, I just got home from a four day trip to Montana. And I was able to take that trip with my husband, literally in the middle of a launch. We are, we have our, um, membership, the visibility accelerator open right now for people to join and enroll and come into that membership with us. And a lot of people during the the time when you're launching something or you're you maybe have a big product launch or that you're inviting people in to participate in something with you, you feel like you need to be there for all of it. And what I have learned because I have an amazing team is that with really great planning, they can execute a lot of it for me while I skip out to Montana for a few days and get some downtime and some rest. And so if I hadn't posted on social media that I was in Montana, I can assure you, nobody would have known that I was in Montana and that I wasn't actually in my business for four days. Nobody would have known because everything continues to operate without me. And that's a really great place to be. And that's a a great freedom that has come to me and my business as a result of hiring 
help and outsourcing. So, um, you know, in the middle of a launch, in the middle of all of that, I took off for four days and that allowed me to spend time getting rest. It allowed me some time to unplug from social media. It allowed me some time to go play and explore and have fun in my life while also running a business. And I think it's something that we can't overlook the importance of that. And um, having that in your business allows you to be so much more productive when you come back to your business. So those are just a few things that outsourcing has allowed me to do and to give you an idea of what it might allow you to do as well. So um, a few other ways in which I am using virtual assistants, obviously I have Diane and I have Christine and they are full-time with me. They're in my business every single day. Um, and like I said, they're, they're, they are full, basically full-time employees, but they're not really employees or contract labor, but, um, but one ways that I have been able to outsource in other directions are, I'm going to give you some other examples and what this might look like for you. Um, another piece for me is having someone on hand that can just manage all of the tech. As I said, at the very beginning of this broadcast, the tech pieces are a lot. There's just so much that goes into running a business, especially in our digital age that requires a lot of know-how of software. And you got to make these pieces of software talk to each other. And, um, there's just a lot of tech behind the scenes of building pages and having checkout pages where people can pay you and, um, you know, getting your email systems up and running and your marketing systems up and running and all of those things. And so having a dedicated person that I can give all of this over to has, was a dream of mine for a long time. And I now have that person on board. So I have a lovely woman, her name is Felice and Felice does all of my, my tech stuff. You know, if there's something that's not working, I'll Felice is on it, or she'll figure out how to make, you know, pieces of software, talk to each other. She builds all of our sales pages and she connects all of our offers and she gets things set up for us and ready to launch, um, all of our products or my programs and my courses. She, she builds those out for us. And so She's also manages websites. So if there's things that need to change on the website, she can change the website and she can build stuff on the website. So she has been, um, another huge piece of the business is having someone on hand that I can just go to and call whenever I have some technical challenges or I have technical needs. Another way in which I outsource is I'm now outsourcing. Um, and I have outsourced this from day one, our podcast editing, so our, uh, every time I record a podcast, which as you know, is every single week, um, we have a whole system down of many people, not just Diane and Christine, but we have our lovely podcast editors, Rohan and Sharvari, who, um, are actually in India. And I think they're actually in the process of moving to Canada, but obviously, you know, we're a global network over here at light beamers, but it's so fascinating to me um, to be able to do this this way, because what I love about it is especially like with my girls over in the Philippines and, and Rohan and Sharvari in India, they are often working and getting stuff done while I am asleep here in the United States. So what essentially this has created for me is a business that literally runs 24 seven. And 
when you have a global community like I have at Light Beamers, and of course the listenership here of the Inside Story podcast is a global community. Um, we have people listening to this podcast from literally all over the world. And so to know that, that you know, there's basically someone watching the business at all hours of the day and night uh, means a lot. So if someone reaches out to us, if there's an email that comes in, if there's a, a response to a social media post that needs attention, someone is paying attention to that at all times. And I love that I have been able to not only outsource, but outsource in a way that has actually amplified the way in which my business gets to perform. And so hiring this way has allowed me to have a business that literally runs even when I'm sleeping. And I love that. So another way that um, we are outsourcing is um, we have, and we've outsourced this from day one as well, but I outsource all of my bookkeeping. So numbers and finances are not my thing at all. And the last thing I wanted to do was try to manage that and try to manage um, making sense of all of that and to prepare for my taxes every year. And so from day one of being a business owner, I pretty much have had a bookkeeper as well as a CPA that takes care of all of that for me because that is not my strong suit at all. And back in the day when I did used to do it myself, I literally would make myself sick. Like the days that I had to sit down and like crunch the numbers and do finances and like clean up the books, I wanted to throw up. Like it, it made me viscerally ill because it was a task that I absolutely hated and handing that off to someone who number one is skilled and much more proficient and efficient at it than I am has freed me up. And it gives me a sense, such a sense of peace, peace of mind, um, and confidence that number one is being done correctly and it's being done. I don't have to do it. Like it, there's so much gold in that. And so that's not something that's, you know, that's an investment that I can't release. Although I probably do make that investment back because I'm sure that there are massive tax savings that I've been able to benefit from because I have people that are looking out for that stuff instead of me trying to figure it out myself. So I'm quite sure that I have more than paid for that investment by hiring people to help me with my books and um, help me by doing all of my accounting and filing my taxes for me and giving tax strategy and advice. <laughs> really super important. Another way that I have outsourced, as I mentioned this earlier, but I have hired people uh, to come in. I don't actually have this currently, but when I hired my young babysitter, uh, to become more of a concierge for me. Um, she came in and did a lot of personal assistant tasks. She helped with things around the house. She would go and pick up online orders for groceries. She would drop things off at the post office. She would, um, you know, help me make gifts for clients. Like I would be putting them together and put packages in the mail. She would do all of that for me. She would keep trying client track of client, um, information. So like, cleaning up our database, making sure we had client addresses, correct. We had their emails, we had their phone numbers, we had their birthdays, all of that kind of stuff. And she would keep a database of that for me. So like all of that stayed, um, you know, stayed on top of, she stayed on all of that for me. Another thing she did 
um, is she came in and she helped me when we run our live events, our storytelling symposium every year, we have that event coming up in September of this year, 2022. And she would come and um, work those events with me. And so having just that personal assistant that could come and be that person that could just take care of all the nitty gritty things. She would pick my kids up from school. Um, it just was such a huge help. I actually don't have her anymore because she went off and, you know, as I say, got a real job because she's, uh, works in a dental dental profession, but man, I need to, I need to revisit that because it was a real luxury having someone to help me in all of those ways. And then one other way in which I personally outsource is I do have someone that comes in and cleans my home. And I have someone every two weeks, we're on a really struck, you know, really solid schedule, because the last thing on earth I want to be doing is cleaning my house. And while I do clean in the two weeks that she's not here, she gets all of the really deep cleaning done. And once again, this frees me up to spend time with my family. It frees me up to be more productive in my business. And, you know, all of these things, of course, require money, right? Like this is an investment that I am making. I did not do all of this on day one, as I've shared with you. The more that I have outsourced, the more successful my business has become. It's not an accident. Those two absolutely go together. So the more that I brought people on board, the more money I made and the more money I made, then I had more money to then outsource again. And so every single time that I have invested in my business this way, my business has grown and I've made more money. And this has allowed me to, again, to outsource and to bring people in and to get people in the business that are really having such a dramatic impact on our growth that there is absolutely no way I could be even sitting here recording this podcast without help in my business. Because I even said to myself, I'm never going to start a podcast until I have the right people in my business that can help me do it. Cause I knew because I come from a media background, I understood the everything that was going to go into podcasting. And I knew that there was no way I wanted to do that and do it alone. And so at every stage that I've been able to grow, I've been able to invest more. So if you are someone that has nobody helping you, you have not outsourced at all. I would just remind you to start with one area one single area, and maybe it is only just five hours a week or three hours a week or one hour a week, whatever it is that you can, you can muster that you can afford right now. But my, what I would encourage you to do is that begin to immediately see where that's freeing you up so that you can focus your energy in all the right places that you will get a massive return on that investment. And when you get a return on that investment, the, the, the call is to reinvest that money, reinvest that money again and again and again and again, and you will continue to grow. One of the ways that I in, reinvested the money that I started to make was, like I said earlier, as I began to hire really good quality coaches for me. And so that is another form of outsourcing is like getting guidance and advice and strategic planning from people that um, can really help you in that regard. And so there have just been endless ways in which outsourcing and bringing people into my team have made a dramatic impact on the, on not only me, 
but on the work that I do and on the message that I'm able to carry forward, not only by way of this podcast, but by way of everything that we do at Light Beamers, whether you're reading our emails, you're reading our blogs, you're following our social media channels, you're engaging with us inside of our community, you're bringing us into your organization to help you with your storytelling and visibility needs, or you're attending our live events, whatever it may be, you have to know that it's not the April show. Like I'm not the one pulling all of this off. It would just be a gross misrepresentation for me to even try to say that I'm the one doing all of this because I'm not. I have been able to do all of this because I have help, because I've been very strategic and intentional about how to get that help. And I have looked at my business from a very laser keen eye on what did the business need next. And if I didn't really know what the business needed next, I would go ask some really smart people and they would help me figure that piece out. And so, you know, well, like I said, wherever you are in your business journey, or even if you don't own a business, but you may be completely overwhelmed with a lot of tasks on your plate, I would invite you to lean in to outsourcing and getting help where you need help. The biggest problem that I, our biggest mistake that I see women make in general, and I get to say this as a woman, cause I have done it and I have done it to a fault. The biggest mistake we often make as women is we get, we, we buy into the story that we have to do it all, that it's all on us, that we cannot rely on other people and that no one else can do it better than us. And all of that is untrue. We all need help. It takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise our kids. It takes a village to build these businesses. It takes a village to have the impact that we want to make in this world. And so remember that look at your own life and business and figure out where could you begin to offload some things so that it will free you up to truly be the change maker and the light beamer that you are here to be, because you are not going to do it alone either. I promise. And who wants to do it alone anyway? I know I certainly don't. I don't want to do this alone. I want to do this with people that catch my vision, that see what I'm up to and can, can do link arms with me and do this with me. That is way more exciting to me than me just holding up in this office all by myself day in and day out and trying to bang my head up against the wall and figure it out alone. Um, I'm just not that good. I'm not, I don't have all of that power and nor do I want it. So it's felt really good to me to be able to support other women on my journey by, by supporting them by way of hiring them, giving them good quality work, treating them well, and treating them with great respect and allowing them to be a part of something bigger than us. Like, cause what we're doing is bigger. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than my assistants. It's bigger than, you know, like having the impact that we're able to make at light beamers is just, it's so much bigger than just what I can do on my own. And I've seen this like over and over and over again. So I know this to be true. Now in the beginning, I had to take baby steps to get there, but where I sit today I am convinced that this is the way to grow. So when I said earlier, this has been the biggest, if not the most important thing that I've done to grow my business and has been the biggest needle mover in my business. This is literally me 
peeling back the curtain and telling you exactly what it was. And so don't look at other people's success and just assume that they've got it all figured out and that they do it all by themselves. And that when you can't figure it all out and you can't do it by yourself, that you're a total failure. That is a story that is just not true. I promise you anyone else that you look at out in the landscape of the world and you see them really kicking ass and doing well, I guarantee you they have help. And so don't go at it alone. My friend, whatever it is, it does take a village, get your village in place, get your village in place, build your team, build your support system, outsource like crazy and start today. All right. If you have questions about this episode or follow-up questions that you want to ask me, hit me up over on the socials. I'm at light beamers on both Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Those are the channels that I hang out on. So please let me know if there are things that this is stirred up for you and you want to, um, you have questions or you want me to point you in, in by way of some resources, most definitely I'm going to link up in the show notes. Um, I'm going to link up, uh, the course that I referred to by Jen Laner that helped me get on started on hiring my virtual assistant journey, which is called front row CEO. I'm going to link that up so that you make sure you can get access to that course. Um, if that feels like something you need to learn more about, that was a huge help to me. And I'm so thankful and grateful for Jen's leadership and how she teaches this to other, um, entrepreneurs. And what was the other thing I promised you? I promised you that I was going to share our text messaging sign up. So if you would like to get notified by text, here are the instructions. It's really easy. You're going to text the inside story, the words inside story to 833-228-9446. Once again, text the words inside story to 833-228-9446. And that will sign you up for our weekly text messages. So you will get notified when each of our podcasts are live and you will get a handy link that you can pop right into your phone and begin listening to all of our episodes. So that was the other thing I wanted to share with you. Now, one last thing before we totally wrap up here on this episode, all about outsourcing. We have inside our VIP membership group that I run called the Visibility Accelerator. This is a business accelerator that's all around amplifying your story and getting more visible with the work that you do in the world so that you can grow your business. We have guest experts that come in to lead different trainings every single month, almost every single month. And I'm often bringing people in that teach things that I don't really teach, right? And this month we have someone coming in specifically talking about outsourcing and how to prepare and hire and onboard that first VA and how to know when you're ready. Her name is Belinda Sandor. She's been in the virtual assistant space for over 30 years. She now teaches and trains other virtual assistants, and she knows exactly what you need to know before being that business owner that brings in a virtual assistant. She's going to be talking and teaching all about that in a guest expert masterclass coming up later this week inside our visibility accelerator. So I'm going to link up a way for you to join our visibility accelerator. If you would, or if you're interested in learning more about that, 
even if you come to this episode long after that guest expert has happened live, all of our trainings live in a vault. So even two years from now, you're going to be able to go back into our training vault and get that guest expert with Belinda on outsourcing. So it doesn't really matter when you find this podcast or when you listen to this episode, if learning more about our visibility accelerator and all of the amazing teachings and tools and trainings that we provide in that group. And as I mentioned, we're in the middle of a launch right now. So we have those doors open. I want to share that information with you. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes as well, but you can go to www.lightbeamers.com slash visibility dash accelerator. Once again, lightbeamers.com slash visibility dash accelerator to learn more about our amazing VIP group. All right, light beamers and inside story podcast listeners. That's what I have for you today. You know, at the end of the day, it's always going to come back to sharing your story And the more that you get help with all the things that bog you down, the more you're going to be freed up to go and share your story with more people so that they can have the impact that it is here to make in this world. And you can shine like the light beamer that you are. Don't forget that. Have an amazing day and have a great week. We'll be back here next week with another episode on the inside story podcast. See you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.